It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, good morning and welcome to Monday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan Ward a little out of the weather this morning. Uh, he may he may drift in, but I man he's uh, he's not feeling well. So uh, anyway, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm good. I'm good. There is a <laughs> we say it all the time, but it really is. There's so much to get to today. It, it was a busy weekend in sports, that's for sure. Yesterday was just a great day to do nothing. If you're good at doing nothing like I am, then yesterday was your day. Uh, I watched golf because the golf, the, the PGA Tour was in San Antonio. I watched a lot of golf. I watched Baylor and Kansas baseball. I watched Texas and Oklahoma State baseball. I watched the NCAA championship game yesterday afternoon. And I watched the uh, Rangers, the Rangers sweep. The Philadelphia, the National League champion Philadelphia Phillies, two to one yesterday. It was a, uh, it was nice to see because of course you like to sweep, but they won in different ways. They came back on opening day on Thursday. Then you look at Saturday and they blew them out of the water. And then they they won a tight game yesterday, two to one. And they had the worst record in one one run games last season. So that uh-huh. was a gr- great start for them. Yeah, I mean, and they they have pitched the heck out of the baseball. They have, I mean. Especially the bullpen. Yes, the pin, you know, which is where we were kind of going, oh, uh, you know, yeah. No. Now, again, sample size, incredibly small. Yes. But here's what I will say. Just 97 more, Ward <laughs> Whites. Just 97 more. They are well on their way to that uh, 100 win mark. And what did you say? When they start off 3-0, they go to the World Series? The last time they started off 3-0 was in 2011, and they made it to the World Series that year. How about that? They're in first place. They are. By themselves, by the way. One of three undefeated teams. Just just absolutely smoking. So, there you go. Uh, men's championships coming up tonight. Are you excited? Yes. Are you? Well, I'm not excited about the late star, but aside from that. What, what's, what is it, 8.05 or something? 8.20. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a bummer. I don't know. I mean, look, part of me says, hey, this is kind of neat that we have different faces. And, yes. You know, and then part of me is like, where's Kansas? Where's Duke? Where's North Carolina? Where's UCLA? Where are the Blue Bloods? Yeah. San Diego State? Really? That gets you jazzed up? Heck yeah. They got a chance to win their first title. That'd be awesome. I was I was pulling for FAU, by the way. Me too. All right, so, and, and then yesterday afternoon, first of all, go back. Look, I was dead wrong. I said nobody on this planet could beat South Carolina. Iowa did it. I mean, Clark had, what, 900 points? <laughs> it seemed like it. And she was shooting them from half court and, what, 40 points in that game, right? Yes. Friday and, night. And then 30 yesterday. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and so Iowa knocks out previously undefeated South Carolina. And what I think is still, a, I don't care what anybody says, I still think that's a major upset. Oh, absolutely. And, and then yesterday, 
Iowa just didn't have an answer for LSU. Morris has to get it across. Kim Mulkey in year two has orchestrated a turnaround for the ages. LSU has captured its very first national championship. That's how you heard it on ABC yesterday. ABC television with that call. And LSU uh, defeats, they defeat uh, Iowa 102 to 85. And really, I don't think it was that close. You know, Iowa came out in the second half and went nuts and cut it to what, about nine or eight or something like that? Maybe even seven. Yeah, but they were down by like 21 at one point. Yeah, I mean, it was was crazy. It was like 17 at the half. I don't remember. Uh, But they came out and went nuts. And kind of, you know, got back in the game. But then LSU put it away. Couple of things that keep coming up in that deal, and I want to get into in our next segment, is the, first of all, did, how did you feel like the game was officiated? Inconsistently. That's, the, that's it. You know, I, I've heard, well, you can't call that a foul in a champion. Yes, you can. If it's a foul, it's a foul. I don't care if it's a championship game or not. Here's what I didn't like. You would hear a whistle and a touch touch foul be called, and then they'd clobber them the next time and nothing. nothing. So I don't think neither team knew how to play the game. And therefore, you had all of these players, on both sides, by the way, in foul trouble. You had players having to go to the bench. That's what you don't want to see. You don't want to see the star players sitting on the bench watching because they don't know how the game's officiated. And, and, you know, that was the thing for me. I, I just felt like it was incredibly inconsistently called. And therefore, the players did not know how to play the game. You know, I, look, if, if you figure out, the players will adjust. They do all the time. They do all the time. So, uh, players will adjust. And they will... Uh, you know, they'll figure out how the game's officiated and they'll go about their business. I don't think they could yesterday. No. They just didn't know. And so, therefore, the officials became more of a part of the show than you'd really want them to be. Uh, in fact, they, they I think they did a segment at halftime on the officials. I mean, it was that crazy. It's been It's been a big subject of discussion since the game ended. You see it on social media or listening to it, reading it online. That's that's probably the big takeaway from yeah. the game so far. The other was Angel Reese doing the you can't see me now and then the ring thing to Caitlin Clark. I'll tell you straight up how I feel about that. I don't like the fact that she did it to directly to the player. Yes. That's my only issue with it. You know, there's a lot of conversation this morning and last night on radio, television, social media. Number one, that, you know, it was a racist thing. That's not for me. I'm just going to tell you right now, not for me. I didn't particularly like it when Caitlin Clark did it on Friday night. Yeah. But she didn't do it directly to a player's face. There's the one difference for me. Yeah. And that's just for me. And I, I have no problem with her doing the you can't see me, the ring finger. I don't have any problem with her doing it, period. 
But again, to your point, doing it like walking up to Caitlin Clark and doing it, that's disrespectful. You can't do that. But doing it at all, I don't really have a big problem with, but you can't do it directly to your opponent's face. I agree with that. I mean, that was kind of my deal the whole the whole time. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, even my 23-year-old daughter was watching it with me. She went, whoa, did you see that? I mean, it, it got her attention. So, I, you just, for me, you just, I didn't like that. Am I going to make a big deal about it? No. She went and won a national championship. Uh, however, I just, I just don't think that's right. You know, I just don't think that's right. Now, and I'll say this. Caitlin Clark's not complaining. No. You don't she she didn't go into the press conference yesterday and go, how dare she? She didn't say it at all. She went on about her business. She took, you know, she look, she knows that she did it on Friday night. Again, the one difference for me is she she I think she was doing it like to the fans and yeah. and, and stuff like that. She was not doing it directly in a player's face it's been kind of her signature move I mean she's been doing it all season long and it wasn't exclusive to Friday night or just the tournament itself she's that's just been her thing all season so and just having it done back at her that that happens when you lose in a championship game but again Mm -hmm. directly to her face that's just that's just not that's just not respectful so we'll get into that a little bit and uh, get your opinions on on how that rolls and We'd love to hear from you. CNC Collision Center text line. You know what we could do? If you'd like to talk to us, you can call us. We'll put you on the air. 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. We'll get your opinion on that. Uh, on the program today, Jerry Hill will join us. We'll talk some Baylor baseball, Baylor softball. We'll get into spring football. We had another. They had a scrimmage on Saturday, their first scrimmage. Uh, closed scrimmage, I might add. So we'll talk about that. Billy and Body, who covers LSU for On3, will join us at uh, 8 o'clock today. So we got that coming up as well. D- did we mention the Rangers won, by the way? Yep. They're 3-0? and 3-0. Just 97 away? Just just sweep, just got done sweeping the defending National League champions. Yep. 97 away. Ward. <laughs> How about that? All right. We'll, uh, we also, we've already got a ton of... Uh, a text that we'll get to. We'll, we'll do that coming up in our next segment as well. We're off and running. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Tom and Ryan, glad to have you with us on this Monday. Follow the Texas Rangers in 2023 on ESPN Central Texas. That one is hammered to left field. He turns, he looks, that ball up and out of here. Josh Young was able to drive it into the Mariners' bullpen. Swing and a miss at a fastball 99 miles per hour from DeGrom, his third strikeout. Duran, the golf swing high in the air to left center. Pache turns, out of here. Texas Rangers baseball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a laid back Sunday. 
Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at select Dollar General stores, all Brookshire Brothers Express stores. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kia Sarah, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, 7.15, welcome back into the program. This is game time. Tom and Ryan, Ward uh, is uh, out sick today. Hopefully he'll be back with us tomorrow. Glad to have you with us on a uh, Monday morning, talking a lot of sports. And again, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Jerry Hill. We'll get to all the uh, Baylor news and notes. We'll do that coming up in a few minutes. Hey, congratulations, by the way, to former Baylor assistant and current head coach at Kansas State, Jerome Tang. He uh, he has won the 2023 Naismith Men's College coach of the year award and it was announced on sunday so uh you know first year at kansas state got him to the elite eight and uh you know just a, a great run for the kansas state wildcats and congratulations to jerome tang named the um the naismith coach of the year for 2023 on the men's side good stuff there all right uh let's we'll, let's run through a couple of our uh our text here this morning 
CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. Uh, this is a good one here. We'll start with this one. Good morning, gentlemen. Boy, he doesn't know us well. Uh, what a weekend. Three down, 97 to go. For all those people complaining about a billboard, I uh, should take the high road and buy one in Baton Rouge that says Baylor congratulates Kim Mulkey and LSU on their championship. Hey, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Uh, so there you go. There, that's that's that one there. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, LSU has perfected the flop. Should the flop be in? I don't think the flop is in women's basketball. You know, that the call? Yes. It is in men's. Mm-hmm. Should it be in women's? I think so. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't see why not. Absolutely it should be. Uh, Leon on the CNC Collision Center text line. Is Ward getting ready? Is he working out so he can run down Bagby? Three and O. Oh. Way to go, Leon. Good stuff. And let's see. What else do we have here? One final one. We'll, we'll read one final one here. Uh, Justin says she should be thanking Caitlin for knocking off SC for her. That's uh, a good point. Well, what uh, South Carolina beat LSU earlier this year by yes, 24. 24 points. And again, to me, in I think we ought to be talking a little bit about that. That to me was, I mean, absolutely shocking Friday night. Shocking. Yeah, and Kaylin Clark had a fantastic game. I think she had forty in that game. Yes, she fantastic job in the and- fourth quarter. She either scored or assisted on every single point. Man, that they scored. That I was scored. Difference maker. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, and I mean, she's. I heard. Uh, Jay Williams this morning on uh, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, he he said that she is, next year she'll be the most recognizable player in basketball. Not women's basketball, basketball. And I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, but I get his point. Uh, I, I certainly understand his point. I mean, she was incredible. She was flat out incredible. And again, it's unfortunate that we're talking about the you can't see me now thing and the ring thing and all that stuff. Because look, LSU played a tremendous basketball game. They they played a tremendous... That's the one thing you don't want to let get away is that they played an outstanding basketball game and winning by 17 at 102 to 85. And you knew it was their day right at the half. When that thing goes flying through the air... And into the basket for a three-pointer right at the buzzer. That was no more a shot. That was, a th- that was let's throw this thing up and let's see what happens. And it went in. I mean, so look, LSU finishes 34-2. Their two losses came in the SEC play. A 24-point loss to South Carolina. And then uh, we looked at a two-point loss to Tennessee in the conference tournament championship. So that's it. 31-7 for number two, Iowa. Did anybody on Friday night think Iowa was going to beat South Carolina? No. 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 If you if you thought that, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, well, we said it for weeks. Everybody's playing for second place. Everybody's playing for second place. Well, somebody forgot to tell Iowa and LSU that. You know, they did. Again, I think the, you know, I thought the officiating was, I'm not going to say it was poor. I'm just going to say it was inconsistent. And therefore, because it was inconsistent, they brought themselves into 
the game a lot more than you would want the official. Here's what I always was told when I umpired. I umpired baseball for 100 years. I was always told if people didn't know who was there, then you did a good job. Because your, your, your job is to, to officiate and stay out of the way. The players are the stars of the show. Your job is to, you know, basically litigate the game and, and then stay out of the way. That didn't happen yesterday. Those officials were right in the middle of the game, and it's because there was so much confusion on what was and what wasn't a foul. And they had to change the, the game plans for both sides, LSU well, sure and Iowa. Like they had, to, they had to take players out probably when, before they even wanted to, and they had to keep them sitting on the bench because, like you mentioned earlier, they're, they're all in foul trouble. They all had like three or four fouls apiece, so they had to be – you know, they had to rotate a lot more often and then just keep – just keep their star players who are in foul trouble off the board. Look look real quick. Do you have the box pulled up? Look and see how many minutes Angel Reese played. She got in foul trouble, and she had to go sit. I think she sat a lot uh, early in the second half. There was a lot of players that did a lot, did a lot more sitting than they normally do and certainly normally would in the championship game. Uh, Reese had 29 minutes. Out of 40. Yes. So, and uh, Caitlin Clark had to go to the bench. For Iowa, uh, they had two or three players that were in foul trouble. She Clark had thirty-five minutes, so she didn't sit down for very long. But that's because they they needed. They yeah, needed well, they her, said yeah. let's roll the dice and go. Yeah, but it also changed the way they play defense because you said I can't get that fifth foul. Yep, there was a lot. You know, a lot of people playing with four fouls, and they I can't get that fifth foul. So there was a there was a lot of that in the game uh, yesterday as well. All in all, though, uh, and, you know, Dallas put on a good show, and I thought it was kind of a, a cool look. Uh, what did you think of the arena and the floor and all that kind of stuff? I, I thought it was a great look. I, I loved it. it. It was a really cool setup for the for the championship game. I thought it was a really great uh, presentation as well. Mm-hmm. Good good crowd, obviously. It was, it was an all-around great game. How about that? The state of Texas hosting the two premier college basketball events of the year, the Women's Final Four. In Dallas, the women's Final Four in Houston. What do you think about the, the men's Final Four being played in a big stadium like that? I, I get it. I get why. It is, it's still weird to me when the players are sitting at floor level and only the head coach and the five players from each team are up on the actual playing floor. Uh, that, that's just kind of a strange look to me, kind of a strange feel. But I, I get why they do it. You know, you're you're putting you're putting folks in the stands. Now, whether they can see or not, who who knows? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's what I prefer from a from just a fan's perspective to have it like in the American Airlines Center. Absolutely, absolutely. But do I understand why they, you know, why they go to the big football stadiums? Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's the availability to sell tickets. Yes, I mean that's just the way it is. So. All right, so there you go. That's and again, what uh, the women uh, have LSU prevailing, one hundred two to eighty five. I want. Where does this put? Where do, Where do you put Kim Mulkey now that she's been able to do it with two different programs? She's the first to ever do that too. Yeah, and she's up there. I, I mean, uh, to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about the history of women's basketball coaching, but. She's got to be top three at least. She's right right now. I think she's number three in all time wins. Yes, Gino has got what eleven, and then uh, Pat Summit at Tennessee. I think oh, would yeah, be Pat second. Uh, 
But you're right. I mean, to be able to do it in two in at two different programs, pretty impressive. And and to do it in just the second year. Yeah. Again, I think we all said, hey, look, hey, great year. But if you get to the title game, you're going to get beat by 20 by South Carolina. Well, first of all, South Carolina didn't get there. And that's not anybody's fault but South Carolina's. Yeah. And it's, it's LSU a, played whoever's showed up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a it's a remarkable turnaround like we talked about before. They the year before Kim Mulkey came in, they had nine wins. Nine. Her first year, they went from nine to twenty six wins. Mm-hmm. And then in year two, they got a national championship. Just and that, that's a testament to her as a coach that that quick of a turnaround. And this year had a lot of new faces. Yep. A lot of new using the portal and what have you, a lot of new faces. So uh they get the win. Now Again, I want to see that bracket that had San Diego State penciled in the championship game tonight. There, I'm sure there's somebody had UConn. Yeah. I because, so. you know, look, they got a ton of championships, and you know the drill. But who had San Diego State penciled in the, in the, uh, on the other side? Nobody. Nope. Nobody. No, you know. So, are you as excited about this game as you would be if there was at least one blue blood. And I guess UConn could be considered a blue blood, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the UCLA's, the Kansas, the Dukes, the North Carolinas. Yeah, I mean, there of course, there'd certainly be more intrigue into into the game if there's a blue blood in it. Like, probably more people would be more excited for it if it was San Diego State and Kentucky or Duke mm-hmm. or what have you because you'd be like, okay, this Cinderella's made it to the championship game. Now they got a chance to take on and defeat someone who's been there, done that plenty of times. And, you know, that's just how it would be viewed. I I like it like this. I like having two teams that most people didn't really have penciled in to make it all the way. I think it makes it more intriguing, especially for having a team that's never won a national championship before. I I think it'd be be exciting to see them win. Who do you like? Uh, I'm going to go with UConn. I know San Diego State's a Cinderella. They – they defeated FAU in the semifinal, but I'm I'm gonna go UConn. They've been they've been pretty dang good all tournament long. They've got they've been one of the higher scoring teams in the tournament. Uh, yeah, give me UConn. Well, San Diego State's got 32 wins. Connecticut's yep. got 30. Yep. They both have played 38. Uh and this is a four playing a five. We're the ones, twos, and threes. Home watching television. I mean, really, think about that. The top 12 selections from the NCAA Selection Committee did not get to Houston. Well, this is the first year ever that the Final Four didn't feature a one seed, ever. Yeah. Which is incredible. No one seed on the women's side either, nope. by the way. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. All right. Uh, tonight, 820, it is uh, Connecticut and San Diego State. <laughs> it is kind of crazy, though, isn't it? I mean. Yep. Stop and think about San Diego State in the championship game. But here we are. Uh, All right, 727. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in a couple of minutes, Jerry Hill will be here. And we'll uh, we'll talk some about the NCAA basketball tournament. And uh, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, spring football. We'll talk some baseball uh, and some softball. Baylor, after losing that first game in the series in softball, came back and won the – they changed it from – Single games on Saturday and Sunday to a doubleheader on Saturday because of the potential for inclement and severe weather on Sunday, which really never materialized. But as soon as you don't, then you know, then you get 
six inches of rain. But anyway, so they went ahead and did that, and they played a doubleheader on Saturday, and Bader takes both ends of the doubleheader. On, and then on, on the baseball side, uh, had a 5-4 lead late innings yesterday and just couldn't hold it. And that's kind of been kind of the theme of this team, man. It's, it's, they just haven't been able to, to finish some ball games, and therefore they, they got swept by Kansas up in, uh, up in Lawrence. And uh, just a, a tough break for, for the Baylor baseball team. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up with uh, Jerry as well. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, and we're brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, where they serve Central Texas and have been since 1943. That's four generations of Emory's taking care of all the folks of Central Texas. And you're invited to drop by and check out the location at 2003 South Loop 340 and Highway 6. It's the new store with same great customer service and outstanding low customer uh, with uh, low prices for customer expectation. New location features a huge show uh, showroom of over two thousand items, including the all the uh, all the all the items for you do it yourself for such as. Uh, products from Spring Creek, Makita Power Tools, nuts and bolts from Hillman, and also welding accessories. And they also have a great selection of rebar, and they now stock sack crate. So keep that in mind. Look, if uh, if you're into, if you need a custom metal building, uh, they're the folks to turn to for metal buildings that fit your needs of full residential and commercial options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is the place to go. They're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5, Saturday 8 until noon. They've got a, uh, as we mentioned, the new location, but they also still got the great location down in Bryan. You can check them out 24-7, by the way, at pioneerboys.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. They've submitted a fully financed bid for the Washington Commanders that meets Dan Snyder's six billion dollar asking price it's like dan thanks for being a despicable owner thanks for being you know just a complete slime ball oh here's six billion dollars to go away the matt mosley show weekdays 4 to 6 p.m on espn central texas there are lots of reasons to own a golf cart get around the neighborhood cruising the lake at campground perfect for light duty on the farm or work site and you can't run a festival without a golf cart oh yeah and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too there's lots of reasons to own a golf cart but only one best place to buy one mission golf cars in waco off highway 6 at bagby has the largest selection of easy go golf cars for sale rent lease or repairs in central texas check us out online at missiongolfcars.com and remember at mission golf cars quality always comes standard Hi, my name is Russ, and I work for Wackert Realtors with local offices in Waco and China Spring. I've lived in the Waco area for 20-plus years, and as an Army combat veteran, I understand the needs and concerns veterans and active duty have when it's time to find your dream home. My specialty is veterans, but I'm here to help all, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. I've got you covered. Call Russ at 512-417-9772. Salute to all veterans in Central Texas. Hua. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. 
Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship will be decided tonight between UConn and San Diego State. Tip-off is at 820 inside NRG Stadium in Houston. In Dallas yesterday, former Baylor coach Kim Mulkey won her fourth NCAA Women's Championship as LSU beat Iowa 102-85. The Texas Rangers swept the defending National League champion Phillies with a 2-1 win yesterday. The Astros, meanwhile, split their four-game series with the White Sox, losing on Sunday 6-3. With a 5-4 loss on Sunday, Baylor baseball was swept by the Jayhawks in Kansas and are at home tomorrow night against Stephen F. Austin. MCC baseball swept North Central on Saturday to run their league mark to 9-3. The Highlanders host San Jacinto today for a 2 o'clock nine-inning game at Bosque River Ballpark. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Baylor athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. All right, 734, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan Ward out sick today. Hopefully he'll be back with us on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, we are going to talk a little Baylor athletics. We're going to welcome into the program Jerry Hill. It's a view from the hill. Good morning, Jerry. How are we? Good morning, Tommy. Is is Ward sick because of the Rangers sweep? <laughs> <laughs> First place, baby. 3-0, and just 97 to go. You know? Do what? Come on. I said he just doesn't want to recognize. That's I mean, it. Beat the swept the NL uh, national champions from a year ago. So three and zero, first place. Let's go, Jerry. I'm not sure that they lose one this year. I mean, they may go 162 and zero. I, I don't see why like not. Right now they've got the pitching and they certainly got the hitting. So <laughs> I, I, I just oh I can't imagine <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine them losing another. Hey, they're in the hunt, Tom. Absolutely. I mean, you, you can't win them all if you don't win the first three, and they won the first three. So. They did. They did. Let's go. So, anyway, how was your weekend? I mean, it was. it's a lot of things going on, isn't it? There were a few things going on, yeah. It was uh, another one of those spring weekends and, you know, sprinkling in a little bit of watching NCAA Final Four. So, it was, uh, it was a fun one. What was your takeaway? And I know you've had an opportunity because of – different things you 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 can see some of football practice the rest of us right do not what is what is standing out to you what do you, what do you like about this football team right now you know tom uh, uh coach aranda talked about it the other day and 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 it is kind of one of the things that pops out at me is that those transfers are, are really making an impact 
and uh, Keytron, the receiver from uh, Arkansas that came in. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I did see him make probably two or three just, you know, really incredible catches deep downfield. And, and Dave you know, mentioned that, them, didn't he? Right. Give yeah. them that kind of deep threat alpha dog that you need at receiver. Um, he's the one, you know, he's one that certainly jumps out at me. But, um, you know, really they're getting, I think they hit in the transfer portal and, you know, both of the Barrington brothers are in the number one offensive line right now. So yeah, that's, that's probably the thing that stands out because they did, as he mentioned, I mean, those are, those are your veterans. Those are your leaders, even though they, you know, this is their first semester basically, but you know, those are the guys that are kind of leading the room because they're the ones with the most experience. All the other guys have left, you know, either graduating or transferring or whatever it was. So uh, th- this is your this is your veteran leadership right here, and that's different. But I don't mm-hmm. think it's as unique now as it once right. was because I think you're seeing this, and we'll continue to see this as long as the transfer portal is so prevalent in college football. But it is yeah. kind of strange. I mean, when he was talking about that right. Saturday, it it just struck yeah. me as different that you have transfers as your team right. leaders. Right. Well, and and like you said, I think. That's been kind of the trend. And I think it was a combination of you don't have a lot of juniors and seniors that have been here, you know, three, four, five years like like you have been. So, you know, a lot of those guys that had, you know, that were part of maybe even the 19 and the 21, you know, Sugar Bowl teams, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys are gone. You know, you just don't have a lot of experience left from those teams. So, you know, you kind of – recruited you went into the transfer portal and got some of those guys that that do give you a little bit of that experience and age because um, you know again they just didn't have a lot of that um, again for whatever reason some had left some had graduated um, you know you still got Bryson Jackson back I think it really is his seventh year but other than him there's just not a ton of uh, you know experienced guys that have played a lot Matt Jones I guess is another one you know that uh, at linebacker that is that has played a good bit, but but again, you just don't have a lot of those guys. Uh, Dave talked about uh, the quarterback battle and and really was mm-hmm. very positive. I mean, he didn't go into great detail, but he was very positive right. about both players uh, in in Saturday's scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, and they've both looked really good. You know, um, and we've seen that honestly from Blake mm-hmm. before. I mean. I think somebody mentioned he's been a great practice player. Sometimes he just doesn't deliver in the games, but uh, you know he's showing some of the same stuff that he that he has in the last couple of years. I mean, he's a he's a very accurate passer. Um, you know, strong arm. Uh, you know, has his weaknesses too, but you know the guy can play. And, and Sawyer, you've seen some stuff from. him. I mean, he's a he's a bigger, almost kind of pro style quarterback. Um, but he can move. I, you know, I've seen him do a little bit of that as well. So, you know, I think they've got two guys that they feel really good about. Um, you know, so I, I, it's the kind of situation that you hope you have. It's just hard to have now with the transfer portal and all the other things going on. So, um, you know, I think it'll be a good competition this spring. Um, and we'll see who comes out. Um, and, and I think you and I have talked about it. I don't know that you don't maybe not necessarily slow play it, mm-hmm. but I do think maybe you take it into fall camp and, and just see where these guys are. Sawyer just got here. 
So you don't really know what you have in him. He didn't play a lot at, at Mississippi State, so you don't you know don't have certainly a lot of college film on him. So you're really getting your first look at him and what he can do on this level. So um, you know that's why I think maybe you take it into the summer and, and into the fall camp uh, and see. But you know if if Blake is the guy at the end of spring and it's clear cut, I I think you go ahead and name him. Um, but I, my guess is, is that you probably take it to fall camp. Yeah, I mean, if you a couple of weeks ago, I asked that question to Sean, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, yeah he, he was not going to play his cards. At least he wasn't last right. week anyway. Uh, right. The other piece of this is Dave's staff, and I, I thought it was very interesting Saturday that he talked about you know his growth and development as a head coach and in, in, in finding out what kind of guys he wants in that coaching room and he's starting right. to put that in place. And, and again, that's been a, a process and a learning process. Yeah, I mean, you look and, you know, he's, he's gone through a few coordinators mm-hmm. and this and that. And, and I, I, think it's, I, I think it's refreshing, but it's unusual for a head coach really to admit mistakes like that. I mean, that's basically what he said is I, I made some mistakes in that process in the mm-hmm. coaching hiring coaches. And then, you know, what was it? I, I think it was the first one, um, Tommy, that he said something about, you know, he maybe should have held the players more accountable that right. they kind of took advantage of him. But again, that's admitting a mistake in himself, but you know, he's, he's had, you know, cause you can almost throw out the COVID year. He's basically had two years of head coaching experience. So he is still learning. I mean, he's got all this great experience as a a defensive coordinator, but he's really still learning and growing as a head coach. And, again, I think it's refreshing. We don't usually see that. Um, Coaches, a lot of times, will not admit their fault. There you go. Uh, That's that's what I liked about it. I mean, you know, look, in a a dark room someplace, he may go, hey, look, I messed this up or we need to fix this. But to say, you know what, to to own it and to stand there in front of yeah. cameras and microphones and say, you know what, we didn't do this correctly, we being right. me, but we're yeah. going to fix yeah. this and we're going to yeah. we're going to get it fixed. And I I, I I totally agree with you. I mean, it would have been easy yeah. to go, hey, this is just the way it is. This is the coaching world that we live in. He didn't. He didn't say that at all. He said we didn't do this right, so we fixed this. And right. and again, we being him and. I, I, I'm a, I wholeheartedly agree with you. It's, it, it is refreshing for a guy to stand there and do that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, even going back to that first year, mm-hmm. again, COVID year, it's hard to judge everything, but he recognized that, you know, Larry Fedora for whatever reason was not a good fit. And that was a difficult move because that's a guy that's been a head coach. That's a guy that had been at Baylor. So there were a lot of things that, you know, people were excited about him being back. It just didn't work. So, um, he quickly recognized that and made that call, you know, after one year. So, yeah, I give him credit for, you know, kind of learning and figuring out what his mistakes are and figuring out exactly what the program needs, and, and he's done that. All right, uh, let's switch gears. Let's talk, uh, let's talk baseball. We, we, we've, we've, we've talked about this before, but I think, I think it's worth talking about again. Right. This was a team that went out and fought yesterday like crazy, got a lead, but just couldn't hold it. And that's kind of been the MO of this yeah. group, uh, you know, in particularly in conference plays and having an opportunity to win a ball game, but just not being able to finish it up. Yeah. I mean, it's clear, Tom, I think the biggest, um, you know, deficiency on this team is obviously on the mound. 
um, which is frustrating because they thought that was kind of maybe their strength, mm-hmm. the thing that was going to carry them, and it hadn't. Um, you know, I, I think the silver lining in yesterday's game is is that it wasn't your starting pitching that you know cost you the game. At least you got into the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. You'd like to at least have a chance in some of these games, and they didn't in those first two games against Kansas because of the starting pitching. They just didn't get them far enough into the game, and at least. I mean, and not that Blake went a long time, but again, he went three innings, uh, and they're in the ball game. So uh, I think they ha- maybe even had the lead when he left, or it was maybe three-three, I guess, when he left. So you know, again, that that was maybe a good step, and maybe that puts Blake back on the right track. But you've got to get more out of the starting pitching. But yeah, then then yesterday it was the relief pitching that gave up a couple of home runs on the back end and cost you the game. So. Um, yeah, not a, not a, obviously not a good stretch here. Uh, I guess they've lost what seven games in a row now, so they've got to get it turned around, Tom. Yep. Uh, softball. And, and by the way, they're back home tomorrow night against SFA and then, uh, Oklahoma's right. in town over the weekend. Uh, softball went ahead and flipped that, uh, that single game on Sunday into a double header on Saturday and, right. and, and right. Glenn Moore's team responded. I mean, they got beat on Friday night, which was kind of shocking to me, quite frankly, yeah. Uh, at yeah. home against KU, but you know they came back and took care of business Saturday uh, in the doubleheader on Saturday. Yeah, they pretty much had to do that. I mean, this is a team that you know has designs or certainly wants to not just get in the NCAA tournament, but may maybe host a regional. And they really probably needed to sweep that series against Kansas. But you won the series, you swept the doubleheader, uh, and I think what it probably will come down to, Tom, because you know Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are, you know, they're going to host regionals. Um, so, you know, do, would the Big 12 possibly let four um, Big 12 teams in? Probably not, you know, four out of six. Um, I don't think that happens. So I think it, what it may come down to is Baylor and Texas. And, then you know, so you probably need to win that series. But you've got to, you got to get some sweeps too. You know, when you have chances against like Kansas um, Tech, I believe this next weekend or two weekends from now. So, um, you know, they've got to sweep those games, Iowa State, that kind of thing. So, uh, and, you know, and maybe sneak a game. You know, they got Oklahoma here. They've already beat them once. But, you know, if you can win one game there. But, yeah, they did at least take care of business on Saturday. That was big because, yeah, you had to play back-to-back. And, and, you know, certainly in baseball, that's a hard thing to do to, to sweep a doubleheader. And I think it's the same way in softball. But, um, you know, they were able to do that with uh, Dariana Orm. Uh, actually getting the save in the first one and then coming back and pitching a complete game in the second game. So, um, yeah, it was a good weekend, but, you know, they probably needed to win all three of them. Jerry, uh, who do you like tonight in the men's championship? You know. Are you fired up for it? As I say, UConn, um, I I think this is a tournament that has gone completely against form. (laughs) <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if San Diego State won it. Um, you know, that's just the way this tournament is going. San Diego State was down, what, 14 points, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the second half against Florida Atlantic. That was a Florida Atlantic team that was ninth seeded, and they they were that close to getting in, you know, the national championship game. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, as soon as, like I said, as soon as I pick UConn, they're going to lose tonight. But that. That's who my pick would be. Does it bother you that there's not a, quote, blue blood? And I know you, Connecticut's won a lot of ball games, but you right. you know what I'm talking about. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I think it does hurt from maybe, particularly like a 
casual fan, TV mm-hmm. viewership, that kind of thing. I think it's exciting for the sport because there were teams that you would never have thought. And I think it just speaks to the parody in the game and it speaks to that's what that's what March Madness is about, is is teams that you would never think. I I I like I think I told you last week, I think I had seen where um, you know, one guy had like three of those final four teams. And I find that unbelievable. And I, and I think the one that he didn't have, or the one, I guess it would have been Miami because he had Houston as the fourth final four. So uh, that to me is unbelievable. But, but yeah, I think it's good for the sport, but again, for the casual fans, they probably do want to see the Kentucky, the Duke, um, you know, teams like that, that, that they're used to seeing in there. Um, and they just weren't around, you know, those, those teams were, you know, for the most part, we're all gone by the first, you know, the end of the first weekend. Yesterday afternoon, uh, LSU wins the uh, national championship uh, thumping Iowa 102 to 85. Does, does the, does the conversation about the perceived taunting, does that distract Mm -hmm. from LSU's national championship? Oh, I think people will try to do that. We'll, we'll make it more about, you know, what Angel Reese was doing at the end of the game, but, uh, it shouldn't, honestly. I mean, you know, as people have pointed out, Kaylin Clark was doing some of that same stuff in other games. I think she did it in the in the semifinal game. She did. Um, or in the Elite A game. So, you know, again, it, so should we hold women to different standards than men? Because, you know, again, the, the picture, the thing you saw tweeted out was Steph Curry pointing to his finger. Um, this stuff is done. You know, it's it's part of the game. Um, you know, I thought her kind of following her around at the after the game was over and doing that, I thought that was a little much. But, you know, to do it once, you know, to do the whole you can't see me thing, mm-hmm. I think that's fine. I think it adds a little fire to the game. Um, and, and like I said, Caitlin Clark is the same way. And, and um, ironically, so, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark has not complained about it. It's been other people. Right, right. Yeah, yeah but, but fans will, people will. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, I, and I honestly believe this, they believe women should be, should, should act differently. Um, and they're athletes, they're passionate. Yep. So let them, let them do that. I, and and I I said exactly what you said. I for me, I had no problem with it except for don't go get up in somebody's face and do it, particularly when the game is over. That was the part that bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. Following her around after that was, that to me was. A well, bit the much. Classless part. Yeah, yeah. It was too much. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. Um, but yeah, but I will say, Tom, because um, I, I know some. You know, well, there's a, a contingent of Baylor fans that love Kim and and followed her to Baton mm-hmm. Rouge and all that, and then there's some that you know don't care for. Her. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game, this year, what she's done at LSU proves. Not that she needed to prove it, but she's an unbelievable coach. So let's let's give her credit for that. And then I I kind of do want to congratulate you know the rest of that staff. I think I counted up there are four or five Baylor graduates on that staff. So that's kind of a cool thing too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously Jennifer and Johnny were with her the whole time here. But uh, you know Shantae Crutchfield is a is a Waco girl. She's I think the assistant director of ops. She's a Waco girl that had been a high school head coach. Uh, she she played at University High School. Her brother was a really good player at University. So she's a Baylor grad. She she got her master's at Baylor and was a GA early in Kim's career. So 
just I, I think that part was cool to me to see how many either Waco or Baylor ties that were on that staff and just excited for that for that staff. Yeah, I mean, somebody texted in, hey, put up a billboard in Baton Rouge and say, Baylor, congratulates Kim Mulkey in, in you LSU. And you know what? Yeah. Congratulations. That I mean, that's kind of my, my mindset is, you know what? She did a lot of great things here. She's moved on, and now she's doing some great things there. That's that's welcome to coaching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and she's won four national championships, but three of them were at Baylor. Yeah. Let's don't forget that. That's so. exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. All right, Jerry, uh, what do you got coming up? I know that you haven't uh, – you, t- you did – did you sleep in this weekend? I mean <laughs> – I'm I'm just looking forward to Easter. <laughs> in in Bryce in Bryce Petty's words, I'm just looking forward to Easter. Um, Tom, I do have a uh, I do have a feature women's basketball actually kind of relates to that. Chaliza Fonza, who is uh, the head athletic trainer for women's basketball, she has a background Ohio State. She spent like I think total of 20 years there. Wow. She was in the WNBA a little bit, so. Uh, kind of an interesting feature on her and obviously part of uh, Nikki's staff. So uh, kind of a cool thing that'll that'll be coming out this week. And that's in the Baylor Bear Insider. Hey, Jerry, thanks. We appreciate it. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Jerry Hill, the uh, Director of Sports Journalism at Baylor University. 7.53. This is game time. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball out of Big 12 conference play. Four non-conference games coming up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Two games on Thursday, two on Friday against Mercer and Tennessee. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. My house has a new Spring is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. Also, they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate universal windows central texas.com that's universal windows central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct 
Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Attention farmers and ranchers. You want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship will be decided tonight between UConn and San Diego State. Tip-off is at 8:20 inside NRG Stadium in Houston. In Dallas yesterday, former Baylor coach Kim Mulkey won her fourth NCAA Women's Championship as LSU beat Iowa 102-85. The Texas Rangers swept the defending National League champion Phillies with a 2-1 win yesterday. The Astros, meanwhile, split their four-game series with the White Sox, losing on Sunday 6-3. With a 5-4 loss on Sunday, Baylor baseball was swept by the Jayhawks in Kansas and are at home tomorrow night against Stephen F. Austin. MCC baseball swept North Central on Saturday to run their league mark to 9-3. The Highlanders host San Jacinto today for a 2 o'clock nine-inning game at Bosque River Ballpark. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. Did you know that on this day in 1928, the great Earl Lloyd was born in Alexandria, Virginia, the first African American player to play in the NBA? Played and coached in the NBA for 22 years. Wow. Winning the NBA Finals with the Syracuse Nationals in 1955. Passed away in 2015. On this day in 1928, Earl Lloyd was born. And also, on this day in 2019, did you know that Spurs coach Greg Popovich became the quickest to be ejected from an NBA game? Pre-game? Huh? Pre-game? No, it, it was... After the game started. All right. One minute and three seconds into the game. Made him mad. He got got thrown out after receiving two technical fouls following a verbal altercation with the referee. Wow. One minute and three seconds into the game. And did you know that the Rangers' 27 runs in their first two games is the second most in Major League Baseball history? I did know that. And the first was the 1951 White Sox, who scored 30 runs Mm -hmm. in their first two games. So the Rangers, 27 runs in their first two games, second most in baseball history, which is amazing. Then also, with the Rangers' win on Saturday to improve to 2-0, they became the first – or it was the first time they started a season – 2-0, 2-0, and now the first time they started season 3-0 since the 2011 season, and it's only the ninth time they've ever started off 3-0 to start a season, and it's the first time they've been at least two games over 500 since 2019. Wow. 
There you go. Great start for the Rangers. Well, they're on their way to the – I told you they're going to win the American League Championship. Nobody would listen. Absolutely. So there you go. All right, uh, it is 7.58. John is here. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including two big wins for Baylor softball and Baylor acrobatics and tumbling continues to roll. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Just as it's heating up on the courts, and so are the deals during Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $8,250 plus $500 to first responders. Or get 1.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the custom vehicle of your dreams. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. The future's bright, the time is now, destiny is calling, can you hear the sound? This isn't just another song, this is the soundtrack of life at Baylor. There's a spark in your heart and a fire that's in your eyes. If you're ready to take a big step toward a bright future, tap the banner below to check out the music video for a glimpse of life at Baylor University. We Where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Coming out of the weekend in which Baylor men's tennis knocked off UT Rio Grande Valley, then Texas Tech on Saturday. Women's tennis fell to Texas Tech in Lubbock on Friday, then knocked off TCU in Fort Worth on Sunday. Baylor baseball dropped all three of their games in Lawrence to the Kansas Jayhawks, while Baylor softball, after dropping the first game of their series with KU in Waco, bounced back for a pair of wins in a doubleheader on Saturday. Also, Baylor acrobatics and tumbling, number one in the nation, hosting number two Oregon Saturday in the Farrell Center. The Bears won a tight match thanks to a strong effort in the team event. Here is Baylor A&T head coach Felicia Mulkey. No, I, it could have gone either way. Right. The, the way it works with officiating is um, each of them are watching one different little thing going on. And then you have to think, okay, well, we outscored them all the way through right. the meet. So I feel like we would score, you know, kind of like that. But then you don't know what they see. Right. So we had like one fall over here. And then we had some really bad landings over there. So you're thinking, okay, was it the really tough tumbling official? So it really, in my opinion, the team event, could have gone either way, but I don't think they I didn't think they were gonna make up that differential. I think they needed to beat us by two points, over two points or something coming out. Um, but had they beat us, I also would have been like, well, it wasn't our best day, you know. So it was fun though. I love those. I mean, I don't want it to feel like that again, <laughs> but I love those meets. Yeah. 
Felicia Mulkey and Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling knocking off Oregon on Saturday in the Farrell Center. They'll close the regular season this Sunday in Hawaii against Hawaii Pacific. Then it's on to the NCATA National Championships. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports, Tom and Ryan Ward is uh, out sick today. Hopefully he'll be back with us tomorrow. All right, we uh, we welcome you back into the program, and we're joined now by Billy Embody. He's from the uh, Bingo Tiger, part of the On3 program. Billy, good morning. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Uh, let's dive into this thing. Uh, second year w- with the program, and the Bingo Tigers have a national championship. I bet everybody in Baton Rouge is going crazy. Yeah. And, and I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You know, this was somebody who you know, came home, came home to Louisiana and, and said, look, there are no national championship banners. There's, you know, not even a national championship game appearance uh, in, you know, a banner uh, hanging up there in, in the um, PMAC. And I want to deliver that. And, and boy, I tell you, Kim Mulkey uh, did that and more. I mean, she's energized this fan base to, to love basketball at a time when the men's team really struggled this year. Um, people at LSU love a winner and, and she's delivered that. And I mean, it's one of those great stories. I think, I mean, just being able to come home and do something for your home state, your home area, um, you know, with Kim Mulkey being from there, I mean, that makes it that much more special for her. And, um, I think this thing's just getting off the ground. When you were going through the season or when they were, the season was unfolding, what was the anticipation? What was the expectation for this team, particularly when you're playing in the same league with, with South Carolina, a team that, quite frankly, we all thought would, would be in that national title game? Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's just been an unreal run for them with, with Angel Reese. I mean, you know, look, this team just you know, doesn't really care what people think about them. Um, you know, they brought in nine new players this year. Um, Angel Reese, Alexis Morris, um, you know, many others. But um, those two were the ones that, you know, really um, drove this team, I think, from the get-go over the summer. Um, and, and you know, for those two players, I mean, very different paths. You know, Alexis Morris um, had her, you know, certainly her downs in, in her career. And uh, for her to bounce back and, and, you know, finish off her career this way is, is really special for her. Angel Reese is, you know, one of those you know, players who you know, talks the talk and walks the walk and, um, that's the big thing that I, I like about um, this team. And, um, you know, they, they really let their play um, do their talking um, just as much as uh, on the court talking. Billy, talk a little bit about that. Uh, you, you mentioned it, nine new players, and this team had to come together and had to figure out who was who and what was what, and they were able to get that done. Yeah, I, I think that's, for me, I'm, I'm – somewhat of a fan of that if there's a little bit of uh class to it um you want to have some respect for your opponents too but um i like the edge that this team brought um in in terms of you know talking the talk Uh, i think that's good for the game uh, especially women's basketball you know trying to uh you know continue to grow it and and make it you know as big as it is becoming i mean people were talking about you know the officiating yesterday i'm pretty on twitter pretty good 
Um, and, and, you know, there was a lot of attention paid to the game, you know, Caitlin Clark's a big reason to that, but also, you know, LSU's edge that they, you know, talk with and, and, and play with too. And, um, I think that's, that's good for the game. Um, you know, if the guys do it, it's, it's, you know, kind of overlooked, um, because you see it so often, but, you know, it, it kind of caught a firestorm yesterday when, when Angel Reese gave it right back to Caitlin Clark. Um, you know, after what, what Caitlin did uh, earlier in the tournament. So um, I, I think it's, it's good for the game, and uh, I want to see more of it. What did you personally think of the officiating in the game uh, as far as the consistency from the three officials on the floor? Yeah, I, I didn't think it was as bad for either team as much as it just was a bad look for the officials overall. Uh, I, I, I don't think it really impacted the game either way as far as um, giving one team an edge over the other, uh, but it was just, it was just bad. It was bad officiating, you know, I, and for me, I mean, somebody who doesn't religiously watch, you know, women's college basketball as much um, to see the announcing crew and the halftime crew go after them. Like, um, like they did. I mean, I think that was a good thing to, um, you know, have a little bit of uh you know, accountability uh, maybe for, for what they're putting out there as far as an officiating crew, uh, because it just seemed so inconsistent. And, and for both sides, they were probably wondering, well, what's, what's going to be allowed and what's going to be allowed if this game does come down to, you know, a final possession or two. Well, uh, let's, let's switch gears. Uh, obviously tiger baseball and, uh, and spring football. So there's a lot going on on campus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the LSU baseball team just keeps keeps on rolling, doesn't it? I mean, they are uh, really special. I mean, the top top ranked team in the country for a reason, and um, you know, won another series over Tennessee this weekend. Didn't didn't get to finish it off the way they probably wanted to, but um, they've just done a terrific job. I mean, Jay Johnson has kind of done what Kim Mulkey has done, and as far as assembling talent and recruiting at a really high level and doing all of those things, um, and now it's their turn if you think about it to to be the next team to you know capitalize on on what is a great group of talent and uh i think for them i mean if they don't win at all i mean it's it's going to be a disappointment uh that's how high you know of expectations they have uh they have some really ter- terrific players uh on that team that have you know really bought in and 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 that's why they're playing as well as they are as far as the football side of things it's been relatively uh drama free which is nice o- outside of them uh, having to uh, look for a new defensive line coach with Jamar Kane leaving for the NFL. Uh, this is a, this is an organ. Uh, well, I call it an organization. They just really have a very, very steady way about them with how they run their program. Um, nothing really ever bothers them. They kind of back that up on the field this year, um, you know, winning the West, beating Alabama, doing those things. Um, you know, I just think with spring football here, I mean, it's just a lot of talk about development and, and it's kind of boring, which is a good thing. I don't think you necessarily want your spring to be drama filled and storyline filled. I mean, outside of, if you have a quarterback competition, which LSU really doesn't. So, uh, you know, Brian Kelly has this thing, you know, ticking on, uh, ticking in the right direction. And, um, I like what they're, what they're putting together there too. Just out of curiosity. And again, this clearly an unfair question because I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer here, but when, when, when you, when we talk LSU athletics, 
what are they? What do they want to be known for? Do they want to be that baseball school, that football school, that women's basketball? Is there one sport that you can circle and go, "This is what we're all about"? Everything else is gravy. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, even gymnastics. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a that they sell out the the PMAC every night uh, for their meets. So it it's a school that I think just supports winners on. on a different level. And, and, you know, I cover them. I didn't go there, but, but once you see a team, you know, anywhere on campus that starts putting it together um, and winning at a really high clip, people come out. I mean, even beach volleyball, it's, uh, it's, it's funny to kind of say, but I mean, they sell out their events too, and they're winning at a really high, high clip. So, um, you know, for LSU fans, they want to be known as, you know, the, the winners and, I think if you're really trying to narrow it down, I think it's it's a football school, uh, but baseball, you really can't sleep on the ex- level of expectations that are there year in, year out. In my opinion, I think year in, year out expectations, the baseball expectations are always higher um, than, than LSU football um, for whatever reason. I mean, whether that's because of the run that Alabama's had in football and, and kind of, you know, having to navigate that through so many years or, um, just the success they've had as a baseball program overall, um, you know, you can you could argue that the baseball expectations are always higher uh, than than LSU football as far as what they need to accomplish each year. But it's still a football school at the end of the day. Um, but they they just I, they support winners like I, I just I don't know if it it compares uh, nationally. Hey Billy, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the Bingo Tiger part of the On Three program. Yeah, absolutely. BengalTiger.com. Um, we've been around a year now, a little over a year, uh, and we, we've you know grown uh, at a great rate. I mean, you know, right now it's a it's a lot of women's basketball coverage. You know, Matthew Bruni, uh is is our star in that regard. You know, he he really has taken that uh, by the reins, and uh, what a year for him to be covering the team. Uh, and then you know we have spring football coverage and and a lot of recruiting right now. I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's what people are signed up for. Uh, without a doubt. So, um, you know, through the end of today, you can join for a dollar for your first month and check it out. But lots of recruiting scoop and intel, especially these times with, uh, you know, unofficial visits and, and things like that happening around campus from the football program. Billy, as always, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. That's uh, Billy and Body from, uh, from On3. The, uh, he covers LSU and it's the bingotiger.com. So we appreciate his time. Just kind of talking uh, about uh, the expectations and, and things with, uh, with LSU's athletic program. All right. Uh, it is uh, 8 13, 13 after 8. This is game time presented by Alan Samuels. And we're brought to you in part by Circle Drug at 3211 Robinson Drive. Good folks. Uh, Doc Everett and his folks over there, they do a tremendous job of making you feel at ease and comfortable when when dealing with uh, with all your pharmaceutical needs, whether it's prescription medication, over-the-counter medication, a consultation, whatever you need, they can take care of you, and they're going to make you feel. I, I, in fact, last Thursday or Friday, I got a consultation on on uh, one of my new medications, and, and just sat down and visited with uh, one of the um, one of the pharmacists there, and and, and I appreciate it. I mean, it kind of made me understand what it was about, what it was for, and the process. So that's what they're going to do for you. They're going to take the time. They're going to make sure that you understand exactly what's going on if you happen to have a new prescription. So next time you need a prescription filled or refilled, why don't you why don't you try Circle Drug? 
Again, 3211 Robinson Drive. Their phone number is 254-662-0774. 254-662-0774. Look, if you need a vaccine, they can take care of that for you there as well. Uh, great store hours to serve you. Monday through Friday, 9 to 6. Not 9 to 5, 9 to 6. And Saturdays, they're there until 2 o'clock just to make sure that those who work a half a day on Saturday have plenty of time to get by and pick up their medications. It's Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. Recently on Game Time. I like Tombstone with Doc Hollywood. In Good that movie. Head. He no here. He in Tombstone. Did you say, did you say <laughs> That's Doc? That's a great Isn't line. Isn't Doc Hollywood in that one? Which Doc, one is Doc Hollywood uh, Doc in? Holiday. Doc Holliday. Holiday. 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 Uh, <laughs> Doc Hollywood. <laughs> Doc Hollywood was the Michael J. Fox movie. <laughs> there was a Doc Hollywood movie? Yeah, it's called Doc uh, Hollywood. Michael J. Know. Fox was in it. Oh, oh. I know. Oh, he says, what, I'll be your Huckleberry? And I'll, be, maybe. That's I'll be your Huckleberry. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Hey guys, it's Tom with ESPN Central Texas, and it's time for some grown-up conversation. Some of you take performance enhancers for the gym, for more energy, to grow your hair. So why not the bedroom? It's all about confidence. Confidence knowing that you're ready. Good news, help us here with chewables from BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets can help men gain extra confidence when it's time. The process is simple. No doctor's appointments, no awkward conversations, and it's shipped right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew is an online prescription service with licensed medical providers that will work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. And here's a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code 1660 at checkout and pay just $5 for shipping. That's promo code 1660. BlueChew.com. Flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Since 1943, Pioneer 
Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, it's 19 after 8, 819. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, what a busy morning. Baseball, football, basketball, more basketball tonight. Even some golf. And now, <laughs> and now there's me. <laughs> and now, I just want to say that I called it on the women's championship. I, I remember I, last week I picked LSU. You did. I called it. You certainly did. I called it. Quit patting yourself on the back. You should listen to me sometimes, Tom. We can make some money together. <laughs> How much did you bet? I didn't. Okay, well, of course you didn't, because you I am not. You, a, I'm not a gambling were, woman. Well, no, you weren't. You weren't sure of your your. No, I was sure. I was sure. And your, tonight, I'm going out there. I think it might be a close game. Are you going to the game tonight? No, I'm not going. Oh, I wish oh. I could go, but um, I think uh, I'm going tomorrow. I'm excited. Oh, is it tonight or tomorrow? The, she's talking about the basketball game. Yeah, which oh. game are you talking about? Oh, the Ranger about? game. Oh, God. Well, there's 162 of those. <laughs> you have a lot True. to do. Not anymore. There's 159. Oh, yeah. And they're Three are and they oh. still in first place? Yes. <laughs> Undefeated. That's awesome. First but, place. So who do you choose tonight? UConn. I choose San Diego. Ah, going to Cinderella. I am. I'm going yep. UConn. I'm going to I think with all the wacky stuff that started going on in this tournament, the one consistent thing was UConn. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's so true. I don't know. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to win the game, but I mean that's I don't know in a, in a tournament that has just been turned upside down. Yeah. That's the direction I'm going to go. You know, so we'll see. I don't but know. that's why they play them. Yeah, I think it's coaching against coaching, personally. I mean, you can have great players, but if you have bad coaching. Well, who's a bad coach? Nobody. I'm just saying in general, in general, which brings me to <laughs> this place called Persia. I don't even know where that is. I think that's like in Asia or something. Yeah. Sort of. Maybe like Middle East. Middle. Yeah. Like Middle Asia. Um, they started this a long, long time ago. And it is called horse soccer. Horse <laughs> soccer. Uh-huh. So, you get on a horse, you have your teammates, and you're, it's kind of like polo and soccer together. And you have a big club, almost like bigger than a baseball bat, it looks like. But the ball is like an inflatable exercise ball. 
But it's not, it can't be like a balloonish feeling because it'll pop. But, so, you play like soccer with it on the horse. You can use the club or the horse can use its nose to move the ball up and down the field. And, of course, it's just, you know, whoever wins, wins. How many, how, whoever gets the most points wins. And y'all are just staring into space. I, I, I'm looking it up so I can watch it. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see it. <laughs> That's a big ball, by the way. I know. It's bigger than an exercise ball. Yeah. I mean, it's taller than me, it looks like. Well, it says, it said on the Googles that the ball is uh, 40 inches wow. in diameter. Man. What is 40 inches? That's like... Well, between, <laughs> between 39 and 41. <laughs> I mean, that's like what? Four, that's, five feet? That's three feet, four inches. Yeah, okay. So, so how many is on each team? There's like... You can do four to five players on a team. and It's like a soccer field. Like a polo field. And you're on it. You're on the horse. Yeah. Now... I'm watching. Back in the day, they did this bareback. Oh, man. That would hurt. Yeah. But now they wear saddles, and it's still – now they have it, like, at club levels. They have different leagues. I'm just wondering, is the, could the horse get hurt? I mean, could they step on the ball and – Well, that's like – no, yeah. it can't get hurt. Huh? How could it get hurt? That would be like, you know, when you play polo, they could get hurt. But this but one – the horse is actually kicking the ball here. In polo, can. they're not. Well, true. But I don't know. It's kind of like that donkey basketball thing. It's like some of them they have or like, like the elephant polo. Like they're trained. Yeah, it's like in, it's like they have like athletic tape on the horse's They'd legs have so, to. They, so, they, so they don't break. <laughs> They'd have to like on their ankles, you know, like they do yeah. in horse races. But I thought it was kind of cool. It looks fun, it, doesn't it? And then you know they can use they can use their legs, their hoofs, or they can use their face. <laughs> they can they use their face. Use a header. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Tom is just staring. And this one, they're doing it in Montana, so I guess it's reached the U.S. In Montana? Too. Montana. Yeah, they're doing it in a, it looks like a, an, uh, an arena. An arena? Yeah. I didn't even know we had it in the United States. Well, yeah. Uh, up in the great state of Montana, <laughs> where there's not a whole hell <laughs> of a lot more to do. do. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What else are you going to do in Montana? But yeah, so that is your Monday. Could a camel do it? Grumpy wants to know if a camel can do it. Instead of a I horse. would think so. Camels are smart. So camel soccer. Camel soccer. Yeah. We could try it. Get on it. <laughs> we could try it. We just go out to Valley Mills and. I know. We need to do that. We so, I so need to hook that up. I've been saying I'm going to. It's just, you know. You've been busy. I have been busy. Real busy. Real busy. Yeah. So busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're watching the game tonight. Yeah. I mean,. If I can sure are. Keep my eyes open. It doesn't tip off to like 2 a.m. <laughs> it seems like 2 a.m. What time does it start? 8.20. Why is it starting so late? Uh, that's it's a great, great question. question. Because people on the East Coast are probably It's 9.20. Yeah. yeah. That makes no Woo. sense. Maybe it was their sponsors or something. I don't know. 9.20 on the East Coast for mm. Connecticut. Think about that one. Mm, that's, yeah. Yeah, no. Well... I'm going to go for San Diego. We'll see what happens. All right. We'll review in the morning. Okay. Y'all have a great Monday. <laughs> see you later. Have Bye. a good day. 826. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan Ward is a little under the weather. You know what? I, I would imagine with all of the stuff going on that you could get into, 
Heck, you may not even be hungry. You just go and have a comp. No, I'm kidding. Uh, 1810 Herring's where you're going to find double R old-fashioned hamburgers. You're going to find a great burger and a great sports conversation there at uh, at double R old-fashioned hamburgers. Don't, uh, you know, it's the best burger in town. And, and for a number of different reasons. Number one, in, in my opinion, it's because they don't cook it until you order it. So it's a fresh burger made right there. And if you sit at the bar, it's made right there in front of you. Whether, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll put the patty on right there when you order it, and then they'll put the secret ingredient, whatever that is, they won't tell. Uh, and then, you know, however you want it, when, when, that, when that bad boy comes off the, 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 the griddle or whatever that deal is, <laughs> the cooktop, and, and goes into the, into the, onto the counter to be made, fresh lettuce, fresh tomatoes, fresh pickles, fresh onions, what fresh jalapenos, whatever you're looking for, they've got it there for you, and it's fresh. And then they'll they'll put it together and then put on the condiments, whatever that may be, whether it's mayonnaise or mustard or ketchup or whatever. That's how they do that. I mean, it is made right then and right there, and, uh, and it's just the freshest burger you're ever going to find. And you're going to have a great conversation in sports. David is going to be breaking down every game that was played. He'll break down the women's championship from yesterday. He'll look ahead to t- – I mean, it's like doing a talk show while, while preparing your burgers and your fries and your tots and your onion rings. That's what you get at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Check them out if you haven't. They're at 1810 Herring. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us April 13th for our next Baylor Coaches Show and hear from women's golf coach Jay Goble and women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano. That's April 13th from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. More teams than ever are coming to Globe Life Field this season. This Monday, the Rangers welcome the Baltimore Orioles to town for a three-game series, which kicks off our season-long weeknight specials. Mark your calendars for Mariachi Mondays presented by T-Mobile, Coca-Cola Family Fun Tuesdays, and the Wednesday tradition, Texas Chili Company Dollar Hot Dog Day. Weeknight fun and savings at the ballpark are back. Make your plans at rangers.com. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time Tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name. The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time Tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship will be decided tonight between UConn and San Diego State. Tip-off is at 820 inside NRG Stadium in Houston. In Dallas yesterday, former Baylor coach Kim Mulkey won her fourth NCAA Women's Championship as LSU beat Iowa 102-85. The Texas Rangers swept the defending National League champion Phillies with a 2-1 win yesterday. The Astros, meanwhile, split their four-game series with the White Sox, losing on Sunday 6-3. With a 5-4 loss on Sunday, Baylor baseball was swept by the Jayhawks in Kansas and are at home tomorrow night against Stephen F. Austin. MCC baseball swept North Central on Saturday to run their league mark to 9-3. The Highlanders host San Jacinto today for a 2 o'clock nine-inning game at Bosque River Ballpark. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan Ward is out sick today. Hopefully he'll be back with us on uh, Tuesday. Glad to have you along as we roll through this Monday. Yesterday, the women's championship game with LSU defeating Iowa. Tonight, it is San Diego State. 32-6 and six against the uh, UConn Huskies, 30-8 and eight down in Houston, Texas. Uh, should be fun. How, how, how do you see this one? I, I got Connecticut. I, 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 I just too. think they're the more complete team. But mm-hmm. again, you just don't know the way this thing has unfolded. This has probably been the craziest March Madness tournament that I remember, at least. it's It's been absolutely insane. Again, no number one season making the Final Four. I think there's only one top three seed in the Elite Eight, so mm-hmm. it's it's been upset city all year long. And why not? Why not have it being upset in the national championship? I know it's a four versus a five seed, but no, one, like we said earlier, no one expected San Diego State to get here. No, I mean this was not your Final Four pick. No. It was not San Diego State against Connecticut. Uh, I, I'm just curious if this is because of the transfer portal. Are we seeing more balance in college basketball because? Players have 
opportunities to move and change, and, and there's a lot of movement in college basketball. Is that why we – I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why we had so much you – know, well, you know, we call them upsets, but are they really upsets anymore? I mean, we had a 16 beat a one. We should, you know, is yeah, I get it. 16 beating a one on any level is an upset. I, I understand it. But my point being, are we going to see more and more of this where you have where you have several teams, not just one or two? We can call them Cinderellas all we want to, but are we going to see more and more of the of these type? games and these type tournaments because of the the movement in in so much more balance and I guess that's the word I'm looking for more balance in college basketball I think so I think just with the NIL and transfer portal everything it's it it gives more opportunities to players to transfer elsewhere and and it's it's a good recruiting tool for all these programs too to bring these high level players to their programs when before all this unfolded they probably wouldn't even consider playing at a San Diego State or an FAU. It's just I, I think I think that you're hitting hitting it right on the nose. I think that plays at least, if not an entire factor, a huge factor in the leveling out of college basketball. And that's a great point. And I know guys want to make a buck. I get it. And guys want to be you know in certain places, but and gals for that matter. But when you when you look at it, I still think. The player, whether they're a men's basketball player or a women's basketball player, I still think they want to be at a place where they feel like they can win. Yes. And, and when you see a San Diego State get to the championship in, in tonight's title game, I, boy, that opens the door not only for San Diego State, but but programs like San Diego State to say, hey, look, come here and, and let's build it together and see what we can do. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's, again, that's a – that's a door that was opened by NIL and the transfer portal rules, even though they're trying to tighten those things back up a bit. But again, you can't put the you can't put the genie back in that bottle. It's already too late. So I think just naturally with all these new rule changes, it, it, it's going to get more increasingly obvious. There's going to be more teams like San Diego State that make these Final Four and Elite Eight runs and have a chance to play for a national championship. I think we're I think we're going to see more and more of that every year. Uh, from our CNC Collision Center text line as we uh, rip through a couple of these. Win or lose, women's sports needed Caitlin Clark from Iowa. This Final Four put women's basketball back on the map. They will draw more media and fans for from uh, more media and fans the guys than the guys this year. Having a coach with Kim's personality and ego winning the title only helps with the attention. Best Final Four I've seen in a while, men's or women's. Give the ladies some respect. And, and thanks, Corey. Appreciate it. And certainly, you know, I don't know if it was the best Final Four, but it certainly was a tremendous uh, win yesterday for LSU. And, and again, that, that program was able to get it done in just the second year. You know, congratulations. I mean, it, 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 and it really was. And again, going back to the to the hand in the face or whatever. I mean, what and that signifies uh, you can't see me. You can't see me. Yeah. And then pointing to the finger for the ring. I, I got no problem with that, and it has nothing to do with men or women. I just don't – I didn't like the fact that she followed her around and, and when, when it was done. Look, again, there's plenty of video and, and pictures of Caitlin Clark doing it, and she did it Friday night. But I don't know that she followed a player. That was the no. only thing that, that bothered me and kind of distracted from, from that – from that LSU win, yeah. because there's a lot of conversation about that specific thing after the game. Yeah, and especially doing it 
after the game was over, mm-hmm. you just won. Go celebrate with your teammates. Yeah. You don't need to go taunt the other players. But again, yeah, Kaylin Clark was doing it, but she wasn't doing it directly in front of her opponent's face or at directly one person. And she certainly wasn't following following anyone around doing it. But I I don't know. Uh, and for Reese, me, just for yeah. me, the fact that she was a woman and not a man doing it, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I really don't care. Yeah, I know. I know some people do, and they said that the behavior of female athletes should be different or has, you know, people want the female athlete to, to behave differently than the, I, for and me, the, I don't care. And that's ridiculous because they're, they're still athletes. They're still competitors in a high level championship game. You, you can't, Oh, the motors were running yeah, yesterday. Absolutely. The motors were, and you know, we talk about the officiating and I did. And I agree. I, I think, you know, most part, even Billy said it, Billy and body said it a minute ago, it was inconsistent. And I totally agree with that. But man, oh man, I'm glad I didn't have to to blow the whistle on that because that was, you know, look, let's face facts. That was a knockdown drag out. 37 fouls. Yeah, 37 fouls in that basketball game. Uh, So at the end of the day, LSU wins by 17. And that's that. And, you know, they had cut it to seven. Iowa, because it was a huge halftime lead and Iowa cut it to seven. But then LSU, you know, give them credit. They they didn't panic and they didn't let that seven turn into three. They stuck. They pushed it back out to double figures and then started growing the lead and kept growing the lead until you got it to seventeen. Yeah, and they were up by seventeen at halftime. And then at the beginning of the second uh, half, it was. I think the lead got up to twenty-one at one point too. So, yeah, they they kept a level head. And when Iowa started to get hot and fire back, they they didn't panic. They they stayed level headed and they kept them at arm's length and then just came out on top. Yeah, and to build the program in two years, yeah, from, from incredibly ni- impressive. From nine wins to twenty six, and then to a national championship in the, in her second year, unbelievable job. Indeed. Uh let's see what else do we got going? On? Oh, I was gonna. T- we were gonna talk a little bit about this. We talked about this with Jerry Hill earlier to uh, this morning, but uh, they did have a uh, a close scrimmage yesterday, uh, Saturday. They talked about the Baylor football team. And one of the things that Dave Aranda talked about with the media, and we discussed this with with Jerry, but one of the things he talked about was how the kids, how the players that have transferred in, they're the more veteran guys of the upperclassmen, and they've kind of taken that leadership role, which I find intriguing to you know for someone who's brand new to to wake onto the program to become a leader almost instantly, and that's what we're seeing with this football team this year. Really, like the veterans, you know, I appreciate question. They're the veterans in the room, you know, and so it's such a different dynamic than maybe any other time, you know. And so um, you look at the, you know, our stretch lines are generally a um, an illustration. You know, whoever's in front is thought of as the leader per that position group, and a lot of those guys are the transfer guys, you know. And, and I think some of it just comes from just they've been in fights before, they've been knocked out before, they've gotten back up, you know, they've dusted themselves off, just all of that. And, um, you know, I think there's a great respect there. And, you know, off of days like today, you know, so, you know, every day you're somewhat, somewhat different in terms of the growth and how you approach things and everything. And so, you know, Mike moving forward, Keytron moving forward from today, some of the things they did will be even more so. So excited for that. Do you find that new and interesting uh, with, again, not one or two. I'm talking about 
you know, a lot of these guys are transfers, and they're the guys taking that leadership role. Considering what uh, Coach Aranda said earlier about, you know, some of the, quote, like top guys from last year's group kind of, what do you say, taking advantage of them and stuff, mm-hmm. I, think, I, don't think, I don't think that's a surprising statement, having that when they were going through the recruiting process and the transfer portal and everything, they were probably one of the key characteristics they were looking for in these players probably was leadership. And that's probably what great point. And they, they bring these guys in and, and they're seeing it right away. And I think that's a great thing for this football team. Great point. Uh, not only were they, were they looking for players that could play, but looking for players that can, that can lead. And that's, that's a great point. Uh, he was asked, you know, about the quarterback competition. And he said that that was, that was going great. He, he talked about, the, the receiving core. He, so he covered a lot of bases. And then he was asked about, you know, the, the new faces on the coaching staff and how they've kind of meshed together. Really good. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think I'm um, uh, way comfortable and excited about the staff. I think, you know, I don't know, just personally, probably have screwed it up too many times. And so now that there's an opportunity to try to get it right, I think, you know, in terms of a lot of that's just knowing who you are and knowing kind of what you value and knowing kind of what it is. And um, when you don't know that, you, it makes it hard to find people that, that match all of that. And so the more that that's defined, the, the easier it is to get people to fit. And I feel like, you know, you to be able to believe something and say something for them to be able to take that and in their own way take it to the team, you know, I, f- I feel like that's really strong right now. Well, I think that's a great, great point. You, I would assume, and I, you know, of course, we, none of us have ever been a head coach in college. Now, probably most of us have never been a head coach. But I, I would, I would assume, Ryan, that when you're when you're an assistant, you probably got an idea of saying, "I think I want my football team to look like this. I think I want my coaching staff to look like that." Uh, and then you get into that position, and maybe you're totally wrong. And, and maybe you, you, what you thought and perceived was the right thing really wasn't. And, and, as you, and you don't know it until you learn it, and you can't learn it until you get in the room and, and become that head coach. And I, for me, to, for a guy to say, you know what, got it wrong a couple of times, let, let's – and look, he could have said, I got it wrong and just sat on it and, you know, and just not did anything about it. But he, he said, no, we're, we're going to get this – Get this right, and I and here's what I want. Here's what I need, and this is what we're going to go about and get done. Yeah, and that's a that's a that's a good thing about Dave Aranda. I mean, he's he's painstakingly uh, honest. Yep, and and that's a good thing because to and it's one thing to talk about and then actually do it, but to uh, a lot of coaches don't address problems head on, at least not to the media. But but him talking about the problems and explaining like, hey, this is what we're going to do to address it. And correct our mistakes from last year. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, and, and, and look, he, he he knows when when you see changes, particularly in certain positions, coordinators, for example. You know, he look he you almost people are going to make an assumption. So don't let them assume. Get out in front of it and and tell them exactly what it is. This guy wasn't a bad guy. This wasn't a bad football coach. He just wasn't a good fit. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing that's, wrong with that. That's that's what coaching is all about. It's about it's about finding the right fits. That's why you always hear that old saying, "Don't work or don't coach with your don't coach with your friends." Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. So, well, 
they've they've made some changes. They've made a you know they've made a changes over the last couple of years. And and he's you know I look at just talking to him and and watching his manner. I think he's incredibly comfortable with where they're at right now as they go through spring drills and get ready for the spring game on the twenty uh, second. So should be fun to watch as this team grows and develops and gets ready for for next fall. Uh, because again, look, I mean. This thing will be on top of you before you know it. It'll be August before you know it. And here we go with another football season. I can't believe it's already April. (laughs) Exactly. 846, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Haley Cowan, our guest, a UFC fighter, former Baylor acrobatics and tumbling student athlete at Baylor, which is always fun to tell. But you know what? The way I look at it is I'm just having a big opportunity to get a lot better. You know, I've, I've prepared for three separate styles, three different size opponents, you know. So this is just going to make me better, and I think it'll end up speeding up my process to the, the top ten. So. Oh, very cool. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time Tractors today at the locally owned and operated Emerson Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name. More teams than ever are coming to Globe Life Field this season. 
This Monday, the Rangers welcome the Baltimore Orioles to town for a three-game series, which kicks off our season-long weeknight specials. Mark your calendars for Mariachi Mondays presented by T-Mobile, Coca-Cola Family Fun Tuesdays, and the Wednesday tradition, Texas Chili Company Dollar Hot Dog Day. Weeknight fun and savings at the ballpark are back. Make your plans at rangers.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship will be decided tonight between UConn and San Diego State. Tip-off is at 820 inside NRG Stadium in Houston. In Dallas yesterday, former Baylor coach Kim Mulkey won her fourth NCAA Women's Championship as LSU beat Iowa 102-85. The Texas Rangers swept the defending National League champion Phillies with a 2-1 win yesterday. The Astros, meanwhile, split their four-game series with the White Sox, losing on Sunday 6-3. With a 5-4 loss on Sunday, Baylor baseball was swept by the Jayhawks in Kansas and are at home tomorrow night against Stephen F. Austin. MCC baseball swept North Central on Saturday to run their league mark to 9-3. The Highlanders host San Jacinto today for a 2 o'clock nine-inning game at Bosque River Ballpark. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Manzini swings and hits one high in the air to right field. Back on it, Castellanos. Track looking up. Out of here! Just sneaking beyond the wall to the right of the bullpen, and Josh Young leaves the yard for the first time here in 2023. How about that? Josh Young going deep. That is Jared Sandler on the Texas Rangers Radio Network. Good stuff there. I uh, heard right here on ESPN Central Texas. Glad to have you with us. 8.52, 8 away from 9. 2-1 final. Rangers with a run in the second, one more in the fifth. Phillies got their one uh, lone run in the fourth inning off Martin Perez. And how about that? Your your number three starter is Martin Perez, number one. And he gives up one run in five and two-thirds innings. Pretty great impressive. And just like, you know, just like we saw him last year. He had a great year last year, obviously, and looks like I think it's one of those things when you look back at the WBC playing pitching in competitive games. I think that helps, and especially when you have your number three guy going out and only giving up one run going into the sixth inning. I think that's a great showing. It, no kidding aside, uh, or all kidding aside, actually, uh, this team is three and zero. Way too early. Way, yeah. way, way too early. But you'd rather start three and zero than zero and three. I'll say this: if they get the same consistent kind of pitching that they've gotten so far in the first three games, it's going to be a tough team to beat. And, and I heard the, the, the national guys talking last night uh, on the uh, Sunday night baseball game of the week that you could see three or four teams out of the American League West make postseason play because this is a good, good division. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to win the division. But, I mean, good gracious, uh, just that just to put the Rangers in that conversation makes you feel a lot better because, look, the last – 
several seasons, there was just no chance. None. No. Zero. No, it's, and you knew that going in. Yeah, and that's the fun thing about this team is that if nothing else, they're going to be a lot more fun to watch. And oh, no question. When it comes to the AL West, you know, there's the Astros, obviously. The Mariners still have a really good young team that had 90-plus wins last year. The AL West is going to be competitive. The Angels are good. Yeah, the Angels are really good, the too. The only they, team that's not are the A's. Yes. And they're not. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, I mean, so you, you're going to have a competitive, fun American League West to watch this year. And to see how this Ranger team – and look, they spent a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Over the last couple of seasons, they spent eight you – know, two years ago, they went out and got hitting and some defense with your your new middle infield. And then this past year, they went out and got pitching. Look who got the save. He's brand new. Yep. Brand Will new. Smith. Will yep. Smith. Mm-hmm. Brand new. Got the save. Uh, you know, where, where does where does LeClerc fit in all of the – I don't know. I mean, I think they're kind of figuring it out as, as they go still. But there's options. Bruce Bochy and what's it like to have Bruce Bochy in the dugout a guy that's been there done that and got a t-shirt I mean it's got to be it, it you know you want to talk about some credibility it's there because oh, yeah. he's done that so good stuff off to, uh, as the Rangers get off and running here with a 3-0 and start and of course they've got 97 more to go for Mr. White's so we'll see how that goes. All right, uh, we got to get out of here. That is going to do it for us. Uh, John Morse will be coming your way at 3 o'clock, and then Matt Mosley will be here at 4 o'clock on the program uh, with uh, the Matt Mosley show at 4. So John Morse up at 3, Matt Mosley's at 4. You know, uh, I, I just glanced up and saw this. I think it's a very intriguing thing. Uh, Mike Greenberg, who does does the Greeny show at 9 o'clock, uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, he has written a book about numbers. And one through one hundred, and the significance of those numbers. And he was—they were just kind of going over number eight, you know, from Yogi Berra to Troy Aikman, uh, you know, to Cal Ripken Jr. Pretty, pretty fun to just look at. Just take that one number and dissect that one number on the greatest player to ever wear number eight in any sport. Think about that one. There's been a lot of good ones. And, and they've <laughs> kind of gone through it. And they've done one to 100. So uh, interesting book. And, you know, hint, hint, I wouldn't mind having that book for Christmas or something coming up. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just saying. Uh, 856, we got to get out of here. Have yourself a great day.